Hello and welcome to the Sport for Business podcast. Today we bring you the latest in our leadership series where we talk to the CEOs of our leading sporting organisations about their plans, their hopes, their ambitions and their favourite things. John Feehan was for many years the top man at the Six Nations and the British and Irish Lions. After a short break in November 2021, he took up the reins with a bigger and rounder ball as the CEO of Basketball Ireland. We sat with him in Dublin to talk about the game and where it is going. We have a huge constituency. Uh, a lot of people not just play it, but are interested in basketball. So we have to find mechanics to make sure that we get out there. Within the next five years, over the period of time of this particular strategic plan, we will be recognised as a very serious sport by the Irish public in the, in the not-too-distant future. So, good morning, John. We're here in the heart of, uh, of, of basketball country in the Oblate Hall in, in, in Shakur, the launch of the new five-year strategic plan for Basketball Ireland. Before we get into that, though, I'd just like to know a little bit more about John Feehan. Tell us the story <laughs> of how you came to be the CEO of Basketball Ireland. Yeah, sure. That's not a problem. Um, I... I mean, basically, when I kicked off a general, general uh, marketing degree, business, worked in everything from print to uh, FMCG marketing to catering. Uh, but I suppose the most pertinent bit is for 16 years, I was CEO of the Six Nations, uh, the British and Irish Lines, and then for five years, what's now the URC also. So I suppose I have fairly extensive sports administration background. Um, I took in my uh, a couple of years ago I, I decided I'd kind of uh, retire from rugby uh, and I wasn't sure if I was going to retire and then I decided no I didn't like it very much so I, I saw this came up and I sort of said to myself that's a, an interesting sport um, and I I also know that it is a very underestimated and under under valued sport in the, in the general population's mind. So I applied and went through the process and uh, they, they felt that I, I was the right guy and uh, here we are. Now, globally, basketball is is obviously on a on a par with rugby. It's you know one of the most played sports around the world. It's one of the most followed and everything else. But in Ireland, that hasn't necessarily been the case. It's had peaks and troughs. Yeah, it has. Um, the thing about it is, I mean, to put it in context, um, in world context, it's only second to soccer. It's the second biggest sport in the world, so it's significantly bigger than rugby in a, in a, in a world sense. Um, it is a, it has been a difficult uh, uh, ride for for basketball over the last while, but it more and more it's becoming something that younger kids really want to play, um, and we've seen significant growth over the last couple of years. Obviously, with the blip that is COVID, but um, other than that, we've seen fairly significant growth in the last couple of years, and certainly we've had record uh, membership this year, both in schools and in in clubs. So we're really confident that the sport will will be very positive uh, for the future. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's probably in a good place now. It's on one of those curves going up now rather than down. So we're in a really good place. And did you have a good sense of that when you came in, or was it a case of coming from a you know from a large organisation with substantially more funding, for example, than uh, you know than, than would have been the case arriving into to basketball? Was that was that something that, on a personal level, that you found 
exciting to actually sort of strip Absolute, it back a little bit. Absolutely. It's, it's not even about stripping back. It's about actually um, recognizing what you've got. Um, there's so many really good things about basketball. I mean, it, it's everywhere in the country. It's gender balanced. It's diverse. Um, it's played, as I said, everywhere in the country. So we have a reach that many other sports would be delighted to have, but we actually have it. We have a, a great club network, uh, and you know we have some very, very dedicated um, volunteers out there who, who do a fantastic job for us as well over, over, over years and years and years. Uh, but also, more particularly, I think the fact that it's such a big superstar type sport around the world helps us. And once we kind of draw the parallels with that kind of uh, setup, we can we can go really very well in the future. So yeah, we're very very happy. I think it's it's a sport that really has so much going for it, uh, and that's what I recognised in it. And it's a, such an underrecognised sport at the moment. In, in Ireland for what it delivers, uh, which is, you know, 80-odd thousand players between schools and and clubs and uh, primary schools, which is a lot of players. That is a huge amount. And it is very evident within schools. It's a, it's a really popular sport. It's, you know, it's it's much easier to, to have a basketball hoop than it is to build a, a full-size GAA or football or, or, or rugby pitch. So that's that works. It's very it's very accessible. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like soccer. All you need in soccer is a ball. All you need in in, in basketball is a hoop and a, and a ball. Yeah. And you can play with. You can actually do quite a lot by yourself, or you can do three, four, five, whatever the number of people you've got there. You can have a you have a, you can have a good time. The whole idea of pick up game and it works. Obviously, we've got a temperate climate here in Ireland as well. So having an indoor sport might not have served as terribly well during COVID, but now that we're through that, the fact that we've got school halls, which are perfectly well suited well, to basketball. Well, on a cold, wet January evening, uh, uh, it's actually quite nice to walk into a nice warm hall. <laughs> it <laughs> it's is. lighting and it's safe. And it, it has, even over the last couple of years, it has expanded significantly in terms of the national leagues. You're the one you know, sort of major sport, which is actually adding teams to the league each year and expanding in terms of the divisions, yep. it's expanding in terms of the geographical reach as well. So this isn't just a Dublin or just a Cork thing. You've got Kerry, you've got Galway, you've got Sligo, you've got clubs it's, it's, all over. It's a 32 county sport. That's it in a nutshell. I mean, every county in the country has, has both clubs and schools. So we're very well connected everywhere. There isn't a, isn't a county where you can't play basketball. And, and that's one of the great things. And it's not just about the clubs themselves. Like we've a great thing with uh, uh, a thing called Sociable, which is is a kind of half social event, half basketball for um, people who want to kind of get back into it in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm. Uh, and it's it's aimed primarily at the at the female uh, uh, market. But uh, it's you know that's the kind of thing we have. We've a great Masters tournament. We have three major Masters tournament. In Ireland, uh, one in Kilkenny, one in Dublin, one in Galway. So, and the, and the one in Galway, for instance, had nearly 500 people playing it. So it's 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 there's a whole range of things happening. It's in over 30 colleges around the country. So yeah, we've huge um, spread, if you like, around the country and uh, access and to everybody really. You've done well there over the last year or so 
we've reported on it, the relationships that you're building up with the universities, the, the you know, the one up in Ulster University, I was up there for the for the launch of that building that relationship so that you've got a pathway for the school's players to actually go into college, to maybe get onto a scholarship programme and then to go into clubs and and maybe even even beyond. Was that an important piece of the jigsaw to get in place, that sort of link from school to college to club to international? It is. um, It is very important. But we still have a lot of work to do on that, by the way. It's not that's not a done deal at this stage. Um, We're getting some great response from from what you've just said, but I think we can probably hone that and develop it even more. Uh, One of the great things, for instance, down in in Cork now, MTU have just opened up a wonderful new gym there. Uh, I think there's 700 capacity for seating and everything else. So great facility um there are more basketball courts opening up all around the country which is fantastic so yeah i mean colleges are a very important part of the overall mix if you like but it's one element in in the overall mix uh, community basketball is really important the national league clubs are important masters tournaments are important we have um programs for disadvantaged areas we have programs for as a, something like the social ball which is much more inclusive if you like uh, so from our perspective it's really important that we provide something for everybody and I suppose three by three is also really important because it gives a, an outlet through the summer and at a fairly casual level for, for people to just engage with the sport. It is at a casual level I've seen the I've seen the events that have taken place in different <clears throat> venues like in Dundrum Shopping Centre yeah. where you had a real buzz and a real excitement yeah. about about those games taking place. Three by three is is referenced in the in the five year strategic plan as well, which yeah. you've launched now, taking us through to twenty twenty seven, as being the point at which you want to get recognition, I guess, from Sport Ireland in the in the high performance funding side of it. I know that's been a something of a bugbear that you know basketball hasn't necessarily worked in the in the high performance side of it. But three by three is that a is that a really strong focus? Now? Well, to be fair to Sport Ireland. They have been very supportive of basketball over the last number of years, so I, I wouldn't say a bad word about them in that respect. But certainly, I think we can make a very valid case for three by three in terms of high performance funding. Uh, we've made that case to Sport Ireland. We're developing that case at Sport Ireland, and hopefully, you know, we'll get a positive result out of that. That's what we're what we're, we're looking at in the future. It's certainly an area where conceivably we we could qualify for Olympic Games. We could get our our rankings up to serious numbers um, so because of the you know you don't need a huge number of really top class athletes to make that work um, it could work very well for Ireland in that respect so we, we see it as something that we could certainly deliver on, on government policy in relation to high performance. The international side of it again has been helped by ambition i guess over the last couple of years we've hosted big events down in limerick and yeah. at the at the uh, sport island campus as well as in the the national arena down in Tala. it was in abeyance for a number of years before that but this surge coming back now is that important does that give the sport some icons to actually look it, to it's vital i mean all major sports need to have a top of the tree something aspirational to go for and that's what the international uh, program is all about. Whether that's at underage level or whether it's a senior level, you need to provide those that outlet. Uh, it's a, it's not just aspirational for the players, but it's aspirational for the sport. And people can look up to it and see just how well we're doing. Um, and I think it's important from um, 
even a commercial level, just to be seen to be competing at an international level. It's very hard to really give a sport high profile in the national psyche unless you have a national team. So it's really important. As are, I have to say, the other key areas would be the schools, uh, would be the national league clubs and the serious competitions that take place within the national league clubs, particularly the super league clubs. So we have, it's a mix of things, but yes, you're entirely right. You need to have, if you want national focus on your sport, you need to have a national team. And you won't get anywhere in the sporting world these days without investment. I, one of the pillars in the, the strategic plan is that you want to double Basketball Ireland's commercial revenue over the course of, of the next four or five years. What sort of a base are we coming from? And what are the planks that you want to put in place that will actually enable us to move up that ladder? Well, the numbers are relatively modest at the moment, but we have one or two really, really good sponsors. So, for instance, we, we have uh, CFM. Who the insure my band and uh, Pinergy, uh, and then there's a number of others as well, um, and they've been good partners. Um, but we can develop more with those partners. But beyond that, um, we, we um, you know, I, I have fairly extensive experience in terms of putting commercial programs together for for um, uh, sports. And from that perspective, I can put something. You know, I've been spending a bit of time making sure that we're readjusting our commercial program so that one. We can deliver for the sport, but more particularly deliver for a sponsor as well, or a commercial partner. Uh, we've, for instance, we've just introduced um, a new retail partner in Elvries in the last year, and that's actually flying out the door. It's really doing really well. Uh, we're selling significantly more gear now than we were. We've upgraded our, our relationship with Moulton, which is fantastic, and it's really beginning to, to hum. Um, so we've many other areas. So we introduced the OTT platform for uh, the games, and again, that's something that will deliver funds in, into the future. Um, so we will put a significant commercial program together for our basketball, and are in the process of doing that. Uh, and as I said, the key thing for me is then that it can deliver for whoever uh, associates with us, uh, because ultimately you've got to put yourself in the sponsor's shoes and sort of say, what's in it for me? Mm. Uh, and, and yeah, you have to deliver on that. Um, but we want to develop really good long-term relationships with a couple of key uh, partners in the future, and we're in the process of doing that. You mentioned there about the the OTT platform got a relationship with TG Cahar showing some of the games live on, yeah. on, on television. The the European Championships, they were being streamed live and in a very high definition quality. I was watching it cast onto a, onto a big screen and you wouldn't know the difference. That visibility, how important is that and how challenging is that to actually sort of break through an Irish marketplace where we're, we're obsessed with rugby one day, then Gaelic games the next, yeah. then football it's, the it's, next. There's no doubt it's a very competitive market. Uh, I certainly agree with that. Uh, that being said, uh, as I said, we have a huge constituency. Uh, a lot of people not just play it, but are interested in basketball. So we have to find mechanics to make sure that we get out there. Uh, the relationship with TG Carr has never been better. It's really good. Uh, this is a, a record year for, for us with them. They're showing not only our, our cup finals uh, in January, but they also showed our league finals in April. And they're showing all of our internationals, both home and away, which, you know, that hasn't been done before. So that relationship is developing very strongly and very well. 
the OTT platform is to ensure that the club game, if you like, is given the focus it, it needs over the next number of years. Uh, it is also delivering some serious numbers in, in relation to numbers of people watching and number of clicks on to, to, to view and that kind of thing. So, you know, and it also has great conversion rates, even for a sponsor. For, for instance, we um, on the click rate, it's it's up at 16% or something like that, which is really at the top end of, mm. of that kind of thing. So. Uh, we we we're really happy with its first year, but we we know we can really improve the the quality even further as we go forward, uh, and we can cover more games. And indeed, in the longer term, we would see ourselves being a thousand plus games. Uh, now, how quickly we can get there, I'm not quite sure. But we did about seven hundred odd this year, so we're we're in pretty good shape to get there. Looking at the strategic plan in a little bit more detail, there's five key pillars that you're addressing what's what's first on your hit list when you get back to the office you know after a weekend what's the first thing that you kind of think okay i need to track this i need to improve this i need to report on this well to be fair and i know this sounds like a bit of a kind of a cop-out but they're all really important in their own way you can't really pick one and sort of say i'll do that to the detriment of the others because they're all interreliant. Uh, but if you had to pick one out it would probably be the game. So in other words, how do we develop our coaches? How do we uh, develop the players? How do we put the pathways in place? How do we develop the competitions? All that kind of thing. That's really important. I mean, ultimately, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. All the rest of it is, is, to, is to, if you like, to make that work. Uh, but, you know, they're all really important. I mean, you can't really develop the game without funds. So funding is really important. We have to get the organization fit for purpose. Uh, it's, a, it's a great organization, but it does have a few blips along the way that we need to crease out. Um, we Facilities, we need to get more facilities and better facilities. Uh, and the whole area of engagement is, you know, as I said earlier, we are a big sport. And unfortunately, we're the best kept sporting secret in Ireland at the moment. But we are breaking through that now. I mean, it's, it's a glass ceiling which we are... We have certainly serious cracks in at the moment, and I think I think within the next five years, over the period of time of this particular strategic plan, we will be recognised as a very serious sport by the Irish public in the in the not too distant future. And it helps to have yeah. ambassadors and players like Michael Darren McCauley and Kieran Donaghy, who have reached the very highest level in terms of awareness and visibility in their in, in their Gaelic games, but they've always expressed basketball is their first love which makes people just sit up and, and take notice yeah well i think the wonderful thing about basketball and ga actually is is how they, they they actually marry very well together the skill sets are very similar um you know we're a winter sport they're a summer sport uh i mean in very crude terms it's a bit of overlapping but not a lot uh, and we can do a lot for each other i think actually so to that extent, you're right. I mean, it's great that these players say these things about it. Uh, it's just a fantastic sport. And uh, it's not just about the boys either, though. The girls are, you know, the nice things. We have a 50-50 playing population, 50% women, 50% men. And that is fantastic. You know, very few other sports could say anything like that at all. And it's something which is of real importance and real appeal to, to sponsors and commercial partners as well. They're always looking to see, well, where can we where can we make a difference which is going to be gender neutral so that it's across both? Yeah, I, I, yeah it's not, I, I would even go beyond gender neutral. 
gender positive, I think, is, is how you look at it, because, you know, you're appealing to all the population, not just primarily to one side or the other. Um, and I think the other thing, too, is I, the one thing they can honestly get when they come to basketball is we are genuine about our gender balance. It's it's in our psyche. It's across all our sport. We don't, you know, at pretty well every level, we, we it's a consideration and it's important to us. Uh, as is diversity for that matter. We have huge diversity within the sport. I think we represent the last count something like 79 different uh, nationalities within Irish basketball. Which the way that Ireland is moving and the demographic, that's going to be a really Absolutely. important element for you yeah. into the future. We, we reflect a new Ireland. I think that's how we could we, we could put it. Mm. The, the cup finals night at the end of January is one of the noisiest buzziest, <laughs> most exciting sporting events that you could ever get to. Any listeners that haven't been there, you should try and get there along in, in, in 2024. It takes place in the in, in the, the national arena down in Tala. There's always men's and women's games on on the same yeah, yeah. on the same program as well, which which speaks to that. But the the arena itself, it's perhaps beginning to show its age a little bit. Well, it was designed. It was completed in 1993, and it's actually this year marks its technical uh, life lifespan. Now, that being said, it's still it's still a fabulous stadium. You know, when it's full, as you said, there's nothing like the atmosphere in it. But there's no doubt at all that we need to upgrade and redevelop aspects of it. Uh, certainly, we don't have provision of proper hospitality for ordinary people, like a proper cafe where they can sit down and relax and to take care of themselves. We don't have a proper functioning gym there, which we need to have. Uh, the changing rooms are not good enough. The toilets are not good enough. I mean, they're adequate, but they're not they're not to the standard we, we, we think we need as a sport to move forward. Uh, we'd also like to have more courts there. We've only, you know, we have the main court, which can be converted into two courts when all the seats are pulled back. Um, but we'd love to have four courts there so that we can actually engage more with the local community as well as being a national sport. So there's a lot of things that we'd like to do there. So we're in the process of planning the great new uh, redevelopment, if you like, and, and hopefully, you know, we, we will that get that completed by 2026. It's a little bit in, in, outside our control because with planning permission and funding and everything else, uh, we will need the buy-in and cooperation of many outside parties. But that being said, you know, we have to have the ambition to go for it. Is that the kind of project which you'd be looking at as regards to large-scale sports infrastructure fund from government or other other ways? Yeah, next time that opens up, it's certainly something we would be looking to uh, apply for. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and you mentioned the fact that there were basketball halls popping up around the country as well. Is it still important, though, to have one central national Base. Well, there's a big difference between a national arena and our, our vision would be to have something that could seat between three and 4,000 people um, and almost anywhere else. I mean, uh, most of the other, uh, there's no other basketball arena that I'm aware of at the moment that'll take more than about 900 people and they probably wouldn't have all the ancillary facilities that you do require as well. So, yeah, the simple answer is the national arena that by itself in terms of its, its importance and where uh, how important it is. Um, Neptune have a wonderful stadium in Cork, uh, but it wouldn't be uh, at the same size as, as uh, the arena. It, it sounds as though the sport is, is, is really in a good place. 
but it's also in the foothills of where it can go to, which must be exciting. That's a really nice way of expressing it, actually. We, we, we've, only, we've only really just scratched the surface of the potential for this sport. And yes, it's one of the key things that has got me really enthused about being where I am. I know I can make, with, with all the community and with all the volunteers and with the management and with the board, we can make a significant difference to basketball over the next couple of years. And this is all kind of outlined in the, in the strategic plan. But if we, if we achieve all the things we said we will in the strategic plan, and you know, it was done on the basis of reality that you know, this is achievable, uh, we will have significantly moved the sport along in that time period. And that's really one of the key considerations for us. It is an important document. There's a link to it in the in the show notes, and you can always find out more by going to either sportforbusiness.com or the Basketball Ireland website and social media channels as well. Just before I let you go, John, um, I just have a couple of, uh, of, of of quick questions, quick fire questions to throw at you. You haven't seen any of these, so your reaction to them will be completely and perfectly natural. I hear you have me nervous now. <laughs> I'll try not to make you. Um, were you in the Aviva Stadium to watch Ireland win? the Grand Slam this year? I was. You were. Do you miss rugby at all? Listen, rugby, I'm not going to try and pretend I, I don't care about rugby now. I mean, I played rugby myself for 20 odd years. I admit I was in a rugby administration for 16 odd years. So, you know, um, you know I, I've had a fairly strong involvement with it over the years. Uh, it's a wonderful sport. I've had a great time in it, but I've done my piece with it, if you like. Um, I get as much kick now out of going down the odd time when I have time which is very rarely down to my old club or the club I'm still a member of which is Old Wesley Rugby Club uh, and who have done very well this year by the way but uh, you know I, I my, my, my home now is basketball in my head and everything that co- comes through basketball is the important thing for me now Okay um, what will be your go-to meal to go to in a restaurant? Mm, that's a very interesting one. That would depend on what kind of restaurant you go to, but uh, I suppose uh, I like um, conchiglia, which is a, a pork uh, kind of spaghetti type thing. It's not spaghetti, it's it's usually a different type of pasta, but it's it's wild pork. Very good. Um, a TV programme that you've watched over the last year that you enjoyed? Ooh, um, in the last year... I, I tend to watch a lot of um, political bios and and uh, historical type programming. That's what I enjoy most. Um, my wife, on the other hand, tends to enjoy a lot of so- uh, soap operas and things like that. So I, I end up watching a lot of things I mightn't otherwise watch. Let's put it like that. Serial dramas, I think, Cereal, is what they oh, is what they refer to these Sorry. days as, uh, as soap operas. Yeah, Serial dramas, then. Okay. Um, look, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. I can see that basketball is in good hands. You've got a great team around you yeah, as well. Um, it's been a pleasure much. talking to you, John Feehan. Thank you very much, Rob. Really appreciate the, the opportunity. Thanks for listening. Find out more about what we do in the space where sport and business come together at sportforbusiness.com. And join us every Tuesday and Thursday for our latest podcast across a range of issues from leadership and social good to sponsorship, women in sport, technology, and so much more. You can subscribe to these wherever you get your podcasts with one single click. And it would be great to have you join our leading community of sports business professionals. Have a great rest of your day.